When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a Titan fan. Yo, what's up? It's the Sick Podcast Anvil Show. Tonight we have a great, great, great episode. It's going to be a co-episode, so I'm going to kick it to my boy Sal. What's going on, boy? What's up? It's Sal and Jared from the Sick Podcast Talking Titans. Happy to do this with y'all. Let's not waste any time. Sammy, start me up, baby. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. It's gonna be sick. What is going on, everyone? This is a very special Sick Podcast uh, show tonight. We're doing it out. We got a division rival. Uh, huge, huge game for both sides. Uh, but let's uh, let's jump right into it. So. Clyde, I'll, I'll I'll let you have the floor. Um, what are your thoughts on the current state of the Colts? A and B, um, you know, what do you think your keys to victory are going to be for uh, us coming into this game at Indy? Well, uh, as you pointed out last time, we got to talk. We haven't done well when the damn Titans either fucking come to Indy or we go down there. <laughs> so, honestly. Um, the keys to victory, like always, got to stop 22, right? We know, I mean, he started off slow, but he seemingly woke up last week. Seemed like your team played a lot better last week, 27-3 over the Bengals. Um, so congrats on that. But starts with 22, stop him. And we have not seen D-Hop, at the, talking about the Colts, uh, in a Titans uniform. So that'll be new for us. So hopefully he doesn't, you know, get his first real big game against us because our cornerbacks are kind of, Mm, iffy at the moment especially losing dallas flowers but uh ultimately the state of the team though man like um i'm pretty happy with where we are um i have mixed emotions about the john taylor presser today um he's definitely on the team but is he with the team you know i have i have my thoughts about that but uh i am interested to see i don't even know if he'll play this week but i'm interested to see the dynamic of this offense with an elite running back um next to ar but anthony richardson i mean he's getting a lot of you know positives to what he's doing but then people are still talking about him because completion percentage last week was wild and all these other stats that people want to throw out but the kid is electric um i mean he came back 23-0 against a very experienced defense and quarterback in Matthew Stafford and the Rams as a whole so he's shown he can play in a big league so i'm pretty excited for for this team as a whole but uh it's a long season yeah it's, it's definitely a long season and like for the keys for victory for us you know it starts with uh, 17 behind the backfield i know sal is not a big uh, fan of 17 but <laughs> i i'm at 40% with him cuz you know we want to see the young guns you know in this offense but it does start with him he is 6 and 1 against you guys in his last 7 games i did a little stats um Mm-hmm. On, our, on our Tuesday night show, um, King Henry is a, he owns you guys too as well. He has uh, I think uh, six hundred yard rushers rushing uh, yards, six hundred yard 
uh, rushing games against you guys in the last seven mm-hmm. games. So, but he he is a key a key to victory. But you know what, Tajay Spears, man, I was on the way home. I had like a sign for me. I seen thirty two as a sign as a mile marker. I think he's gonna go <laughs> off, and I think he's gonna score a touchdown. I think he's gonna have the most electrifying game this week. So I think he's gonna have a big game for us. So for you guys on defense, you know, because we really, we really don't know much about you guys on defense yet. How would you guys attack us and Derrick Henry? You know, with our weak kind of weak offensive line. Trench boys up top. You take this because shit. Well, first of all, I don't know where you got your stats, but in the last 14 years, I got my stats. Let's hear it. I'm talking seven games. I'm not talking 14. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking all 14. I'm not talking Peyton Manning years. Oh, okay. 1,287 yards. Yes, and seven touchdowns. That's an average of 121. 91.9 91.9 yes, yes, but seven yards. games, seven games I'm talking. I rattled off here, 149, 103, 113, 178, 68, 114, okay, and 128. That's an stats. average of 120. Give he me has ownership. The ownership of me is Henry. Derrick Henry would have little uh, horseshoes on his helmet for every time he oh, owns shit, it. Not little, like peewee football? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. In his last okay. seven uh, games. Uh, <laughs> I was ready for this because you cherry-picked last time we talked, Sal. So, <laughs> I, I didn't cherry-pick them. For the first three years, <laughs> Derrick Henry was in the league. I got the stats for Jonathan Taylor the first three years combined. Take those first three years of those two running backs. Oh, God. Oh, give, me, that, give me those trenches. The trenches, okay, but, man. But he had the Marco Murray, too, with him in, in that offense. But if you want to go to Jonathan Taylor real quick, Jonathan Taylor, his career stats against the Tennessee Titans. His mama said. 246 yards. He had 12 yards, 64 yards, 70 yards, 42, and 58. He has yet to eclipse 100 yards against the Titans, and he's not going to do it even if he does. You're 100% right on that. I think I think I think Jonathan's uh, average against you guys is like 71, 72 no. yards, something like no, that. No, he's never it's even 40, went over seventy yards. yards. It's like yes, yeah, like 40, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say forty-five. Pat, we're losing this battle. Listen, man, we we're not losing. He's cherry picking. Okay, why don't, you, why don't you tell us about what Johnny United did? Okay. Tell us about what Johnny United did. I ain't got his stats. Johnny United against the, the Oilers in 1963. How about we bring those stats up to <laughs> I think Greg has been to a couple of those damn up. games. That's a Baltimore team anyways. All right, Pat, listen, listen, listen. This is this is where this is bad for us, right? We live. It's bad because the last I'll, – I'll ask you two up top. Let's see how, how well we're on the same team. When the last – who's the last quarterback to beat the Titans? I know this, but you tell me. You two up top. Andrew Luck. No. no. Okay, Phillip Rivers. <laughs> no. 2019. Yeah. Yes. That's that's why he said we're they're six and one the last the last seven or seven games. games. We yes, haven't beat games. them in forever. So I don't want to hear about John Taylor. We can't stop Derrick Henry. We know this. So trenches, how the hell do we stop him? Go. Damn. Why are you arguing Bro, shit that we can't win? <laughs> the, real, the real one. Look, I you get me confused because I'm not taking anything away from Henry. I'm taking it away from you because you cherry picked these stats oh, boy, to make him go. look bigger and better than what he is. He's <laughs> already a mountain of a friggin' man. Okay, why so you gotta, that, why you gotta blow him up even well, more? I don't understand, but I don't understand cherry pick. What are you trying to say that you still think Jonathan Taylor's a better running back than Derrick Henry? I do. <laughs> I do. Oh my God. So, so I guess Jonathan Taylor is on the fast track to Hall of Fame. 
Well, and not until he gets back on the damn field. Okay, and when, when, when he when does he gets... get back on the field, how many how many Pro Bowl years is he going to have to have to make the Super Bowl? He's had what one or two, or one, two. Yeah, he had, yeah, he two. had two. He had two. He's had two. And then last year he was hurt, only had eight games under his belt, and he I still mean, almost like... hit nine hundred yards. He's, I, I, I mean, he's top five in the league, healthy. Yeah, you no, 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 no doubt. It, it, nothing, with, nothing, what, what's your definitely not too. taking that away from him? Yeah, top five. What, easy. What's Henry averaging now in yardage? This year? This year. Uh, not sure. I, I can't put <laughs> it. Stat Genius doesn't have that one right now. <laughs> but, oh, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's just so funny. Go ahead. It's oh, not great. But that's because our quarterback's been a hot pile of shit for the last three. It weeks, has, three but you know what we do? We weeks. also we have never had a compliment back like we do now with Tajay Spears. That's why I said I think you're going to have your dose of Derrick Henry and you're going to feel it on Sunday. But you're also going to have Spears has better stats. Than we have this year. That's that's fine because you know what we have the modern day smash and dash now. It used to be Landell White, Chris Johnson. Now it's it's Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears because that kid, when he touches the ball, he is electric. That's a little stretch now. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Those were scary hours. Talk to me on Monday because Tajay Spears – Tajay Spear coming out game is coming you know, this week. Well, wait a minute. I don't I don't know about that one, man. I now again I'm, I'm with you when you write, but I'm like, like I'm thinking about Lindell and Chris John, and that was scary hours, bro. Like, those, those, I, those I, were I, those were scary. Those guys were I, scary. Do a, <laughs> I do have a genuine question for the three of you though. And I don't nobody seems to be able to answer it yet. I'm curious as to why the Colts decided to bench the best quarterback on the team currently, Gardner Minshew, in order to get a still unready, it appears, Anthony Richardson back on the field. When I saw Gardner Minshew play two weeks ago, I was like, this is the guy who's ready to play right now. I think it's too and, I think it's too And, and th this is the reason you do a podcast and you're not a GM. Uh, I'm just – well, that I mean – I mean, I think it's, I think he, it's he, if you know football, there's no way in hell you actually honestly believe Gardner Minshew is better than Anthony Richardson. Not that he's better. He's saying that he was more ready to play. Pat, Q in. But what yeah. I'm saying is you, you can't you can't bench a man when he's hurt. That's unfair. So when it's unfair, you take the morale of the squad. Right. Secondly, though, secondly, though, you also think about what Anthony was doing on the field before the injury. So, I mean, he got concussed, right? But he had two touchdowns on the ground. So it wasn't as if he – like, poor play, I think, drives that. And then it's super early in the season to have a, a quarterback controversy. Based yeah. from an injury and a, a player who had just scored two touchdowns and had an unfortunate fall. So that would be yeah. – that's a weird place to put a rookie. And I don't, I don't think you can rattle him, but even still, like, he'd be like, well, what the, what the hell did I really do wrong to lose my job? Even though – I mean, but Gardner did what he's supposed to, right? You're backup quarterback. No, and, and I, so I said, I, I, I've I said, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Good. Uh, I'll just say, I think to answer your question, we mentioned it on the podcast quite a bit. Uh, in order for this very talented quarterback, our next generational quarterback, to get done what he needs to get done, he needs to have repetition, 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 repetition. That's the biggest thing on a football field. If you ever played football, repetition is the biggest key to getting better. And that's why I believe that. Uh, right now, he's not sitting behind Gardner, even though Gardner is a more experienced quarterback at this point. But this is Anthony's team. Shane said it. Gardner said it. I think even Chris, you know, hinted at it. Chris Ballard. This is his team. This is our. This is our quarterback. We got to give him the repetitions. We got to get him to see these defenses live. And uh, 
Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that honestly. Every I, I for everyone in the in the chat having a, a conniption. That was like a seventy five percent joke. Okay, um, so everyone can relax. All right, the uh, Jaden, take a chill pill, bud. Wasn't really serious. Um, but uh, see, but I can't, thing, I can't see the chat. So here's the only thing. Here's the the one thing I will say, which I've been saying for a couple years now is I think that Gardner Minshew is one of, if not the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. If you look at what he did with the Jaguars, uh, he had really good stats. He just had an absolutely miserable team around him. And although statistically he didn't have the most excellent game on paper against the Ravens, he made a lot of big-time throws and big-time moments. Um, And, you know, I would like to see him maybe next year get a shot somewhere else because I Mm -hmm. think he deserves one more shot. But, uh, yeah, no, obviously, I said the last time we were on that Richardson's the, the probably the scariest potential of anyone coming out as a quarterback. Pot- uh, potential. Like I said, I've seen a lot of him in Florida, being a Florida State fan. He was 6-7 and seven as a starter. He was so raw. His potential and his athletic ability is through the roof. Well, can right. he prove that every week against an NFL defense? That's the that's the big thing with these guys. Even Malik Willis and Will Levis, same thing with me. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm iffy with these guys. You know, Sal loves them because he hates Tannehill and he wants to see the future. So do I. Don't I. Hate I don't Tannehill. All right, all right. Everybody knows that you're you're not in on it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we we all seen it firsthand at my house when we were all together this week too. But listen, everyone falls in love with the prototype. The guy can throw seventy yards on a spiral. Okay, can he elude pressure and can he get the ball to his receivers? That's that's the thing. So with these rookie quarterbacks throwing them under the fire, I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. So, I mean, so this, is, this is my thing too. Like, so you take any any I guess game ready draft ready quarterback, right? You take the Andrew Lux or whoever you want to say. You know, this is like, take Caleb Williams next year. Like he's ready yeah. to play fine. But the one thing that I feel like you're always going to have to like like deal with in a guy like that is going to be around a shitty team. This probably can't block, and uh, you might have limited weapons. And so, for all the talent, I mean, you take Trevor Lawrence; he was the guy in his first two. Well, year one was a real wreck. Last year, he kind of was like, "All right, I'm, I've arrived." He had a little bit more help, and he got even more help this year. So, ultimately, you have that situation, and it's gonna water down what this guy can do because it's just the, the team is terrible, like you said. But you take Anthony Richardson; I'm not saying he would do super great, but he's gonna extend plays. He's like, I mean, look at the of touchdown, course, touchdown of game. Mo Alley; he's like. He just throws some shit out there, gets his foot stepped on, comes a touchdown. Like we haven't ever had that in Indy. So yeah, we're crazy excited because we've seen guys like Lamar Jackson constantly every year, like just be better than us because they can make the play. We got a fucking statue, you know, like the damn. We, we currently we currently do sometimes too. Yeah, Most so, of the time, I shouldn't say sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but our statues grew roots. Them motherfuckers wouldn't even move. Well, we yeah, your yeah. statue can move a little bit. Matt Ryan was ridiculous last year. Bless his soul. <laughs> I would love to have Phillip Rivers year two, three, and four over Matt Ryan, what he did last year. That was crazy, bro. But what's your guys' keys to victory? Holy shit. Let's let's flip it back to you guys. What do you yeah. what do you have to do to beat us in a tight two, 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 two deadlock? <laughs> yeah, so we're we're uh we're pretty much I think we're all in agreement that uh although we don't know if it's gonna be if it's gonna happen the way we want it to. Our only shot is to force Anthony Richardson to throw the ball as much as possible. I mean, he's a rookie. He's still getting his bearings together in the NFL. Our best shot at turnovers is our making him uncomfortable. We've done an excellent job stopping the run. 
so if we can stop the run, you know, force AR5 to throw as much as possible, uh, that'll give us the best chance of winning a turnover battle. That's how you're going to force the most turnovers of any team is making a team throw as often as possible. So I think Jared would agree on that. But if you want to elaborate anymore, go right ahead. I mean, we touched on it exactly. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth on Tuesday. We have to keep him in the pocket, make him, you know, try to run, but close the pocket on him and make and force him to throw the ball because you guys are, are averaging what? 230 yards a, a game, Something you know, even like on, that. yeah, on even, yeah, even on the ground. And, and, you know, even for us, we're letting up 70 yards rushing. So he's, you guys, I have no, you guys are no problem. Not, you're not going to rush on us. And I think we're going to contain him because Mike Vrabel and the defense, like I said, he has a good track record against mobile quarterbacks. So um, if we continue to try to force him to throw the ball, um, I think we win this game by, you know, double digits, maybe a touchdown. But we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get into our prediction soon. But, you wow. know, like I said on our podcast, too, your wide receivers don't scare me as much. I mean, I know you got Downs, you got um, you got Pierce, and you have uh, Michael Pittman. Um, Sean Murphy, Murphy Bunting is, is rated 12th by, uh, by B- PFF. I can't talk right now. Um, rated 12th best cornerback in, in the National Football League. He has really stepped up in recent weeks. Now, if you're going to attack us on offense, uh, the person to attack right now is, is Christian Fulton, man, because he can't get out of his own way. He's got PIs all over the place, and I am not a big fan of him right now in his contract year. So, um the only person I would be afraid of right now besides AR on your team would be uh, Woods, your tight end, and Mo Ali Cox, right? You have Woods? Well, Woods has been yeah, out. He's still, yeah, oh, he's right. still on the IR. Oh, you're thinking well, of Ogletree. Yeah. You're thinking the of other big, year. tall, yeah, 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 tight yeah, yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's Drew yeah. Ogletree. Yeah, so your tight ends, I think, are going to um, kind of have some days for us. I think we're going to lock down your wide receivers. So, I mean, you guys always had really good tight ends and tight end play against us. So Mo Ali Cox is the only one. Yeah, but the bad me. thing is we never really utilized them until this year. This year, I've seen more tight end action than I have all of Frank Reich's era. Yeah, Mo Ali Cox seems to score a touchdown against us all the time. I think one thing that you guys, uh, I mean, you'll be watching the game. You have to like really pay attention to like our like sets and the looks. Like they're very untraditional. Like we have never had this much motion and movement. And it's not just your typical like okay, send a receiver in motion and then send them right back. Like. The line, the way we're lining up is ridiculous. Like we had Josh Downs and Michael Pittman in the backfield, <laughs> and on one play, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Well, like two tight ends on the, I was like, "What is this?" And then everybody just split out, and it was like wild. So I'll be, it'll be interesting to see the chess match of how you match those up. I mean, because you're 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 kicking out linebackers who potentially going to split out and take Josh Downs out of the backfield. Like that's that's a win for us with a mobile quarterback, right? If if everything you know goes as planned, so. Again, I don't know if JT will be in the lineup, but going definitely the next time we see you guys, he should be in the lineup. It'd be interesting to see what that looks like when we have him next to AR5 because that's what I like about Shane Steichen. Like, I mean, man, Frank Reich, like you knew his play calls. Like, it's like we had a play sheet. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Here goes the screen pass. Here goes a little fucking in round. We we called almost every play before (laughs) they even sent the call in. Yeah, but Shane Steichen is wild, man. So it'd be it be very creative because Vrabel is a great defensive coordinator. Um, he gets that from Bill Belichick, and there's no doubt about that, right? So uh, it, it, I always like our matchups. Um, but the key, though, like yeah, but it's it's in the trenches, like because you guys have a crazy front. You know what I mean? It, it, we always go back and forth. Who's better, Defoe or your guy? Right? Like <laughs> like every everybody who talks in trash groups is like uh, Defoe. Or damn, I can't slip in my name. What's your guys? What's Jeffrey your Simmons, Demetrius. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's Simmons. Uh, Simmons or Defoe, and Simmons a monster right now. So, uh, so yeah. 
You wouldn't yeah, even say you wouldn't even say uh, even if you do kind of contain the run a little bit. I know. Uh, what do you guys average uh, letting up the run? One hundred and twenty-six yards per game on That's defense. Disgusting. Even if you guys do contain us a little bit, which I don't see it. Do you see uh, Ryan Tannehill having somewhat of a good day with your kind of weak secondary at the moment? Yeah, and it's, it's not even because of possible. our secondary. It's not even because of our secondary. It's because of the play calling. The shit okay. we were just talking about. It's fucking, bro. We're in a cover. We're in a cover three with a whole bunch of cover two zone soft looks. It makes no fucking sense. Like, it's, I, I get it. Every every, I guess deep pass is a potential pi, but it's not every single one. So I mean, yeah. Gus Bradley wanted big corner. He wanted big corners that could press and run. So you have that. Let him play fucking man. Stop yeah. fucking. It's third and four, and you're sitting back six yards. That's a first down. You're screaming all the time. All they gotta do is run six yards and, and turn around. <laughs> so many yeah, first they run that six yards and have ten more green right in front of them. Yeah, it's no ridiculous. Sense. Every time it's, it's yeah, it's so stupid, dude. So yeah, Tannehill will look great because he's gonna. I mean, this might be <laughs> what's your what's your uh, tight end's name? Shigakonko. Yeah, he he might have a amazing game because that little fucking middle area is gonna be wide open. So, and then your your backs out the backfield, maybe not Derrick Henry, but maybe Tajay. Whoever's gonna like be in the flats, go ahead and mark him up for eight yards of, care, of catch. It's gonna be fucking disgusting. And well, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> the easiest way to victory for the Indianapolis Colts is gonna be to make Ryan Tannehill escape the pocket because although we saw last week him do a better job of kind of sensing pressure and kind of, you know, adjusting to a collapsing pocket. He's still not even remotely close to the way he used to be for us. So uh, if you can get him, you know, tiptoeing in the pocket, uh, he seems to have a real issue evading the hash marks. And, um, you know, that'll be the be your best bet. We're, we're, we're giving up, even with the, you know, better offensive line play, we're still averaging like four sacks a game. So. Uh, and I'm talking about giving up, of course. So we're probably averaging about four sacks, four as well. But um, yeah. but yeah, that's your best bet. It, it, it's just uh, I'd sell out to 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 force Tannehill and Henry to beat you, and that's really the bottom line. And I think that's what you're gonna what you're gonna see. So I mean, the shitty part. I mean, isn't Quiddy still in, in concussion protocol? I think Quiddy is still in concussion oh, protocol. So I mean, we were heating people up the first three weeks. Last week, I mean, we we got to to Matt here and there, but not like the first three weeks. Um, so that that was kind of like hard to see because I'm like, what the hell happened? I was literally just in Baltimore, and I was like, these dudes are out of their mind. And then last week, I'm like, shit. Like Matt Stafford had all day to do whatever. He was even running around with his old ass with a bad hip. So what the fuck are we doing today? Get him. <laughs> like, I don't know. So it was the inconsistency, man. Very, very much inconsistency because that defense was on a high. And then last week, I mean, we just got out to a slow start. But I, I commend them for fighting back. Um, shows shows resolve. But, I mean, that's, there's no more victories. That's literally the same problem with us on the offensive side. Not really on the defensive side because the defense can't like, – like Vinny says, you can't have a pitcher throw seven innings, shutout innings, and the offense do shit. And that's mm -hmm. what we do. You know, week one we didn't do anything. Week two we did. Week three we didn't do anything. Week four we did. So is it going to continue? Are we going to start to uh, see the turn of the Titans offense starting to finally play consistent football and uh, complementary football with – with defense and special teams, who knows? So, I mean, that's our biggest problem on this podcast. You know, everyone has arguments on other podcasts, and, and Twitter obviously is live. I don't know how live it is for you guys all the time, but uh, it's very, very live uh, for us. And uh, <laughs> our our judgment on the offense, because all we want is a stable, consistent offense. Fact. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're sick. We're yeah. sick of the we were sick of the Todd Downing era after uh, Arthur Smith left and went to uh, the Falcons as a head coach. 
But uh, Todd Todd Downing really just threw this team right under the bus and just killed it. And our offense averaged like 15 points per game about two years yeah. in a row. I mean, with all that talent wasted on that on that team, any fan would be pissed. If you had right. that, you know, you guys would be pissed too as well. I mean, that, that that's like almost Peyton Manning's years Facts. just wasted, you know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I am not saying Ryan Tannehill is Peyton Manning at all. I'm just saying the talent, the talent in general on that team. Yes, he yeah, isn't. Yeah. He isn't Cooper Manning. No. <laughs> so here's a question, because I, I be I be watching you, Sally. You be hot, man. You be hot on your on your Twitter. So what is it going to take? What kind of game does he have to have where you finally where they finally like we've had enough? We're benching them, and one of the young guys coming in. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, Jared's I thought he had laughing. that early in the season. I was like, damn, he was terrible. Garrett's already laughing because he, he knows where the, where this uh, ship's going, but listen, I said it once. I'll say it a million times. I'll make it brief this time. Cause I, you know, Garrett's heard it enough times. You know, I know what Ryan Tannehill's potential is. He has the potential to be really good, but the things you need in order for him to be really good is an excellent running game, uh, and borderline perfect protection. And uh, at least in 2023, that's what you need. And unfortunately, you know, th- those stars aren't going to align in January, uh, it, you know, at least multiple times that you're going to need it to, to make it to a Super Bowl. So he did an excellent job last week. Uh, he did an ep- excellent job against the uh, Chargers. Uh, but, you know, it's just there's too much inconsistency. Absolutely too much inconsistency. Uh, we see excellent regular season games. We haven't seen any excellent postseason games from him. Um, you know, it's just the bottom line. Uh, he can't take over a game. He can't. He never has. Derrick Henry can a million times over, and we've seen it. Um, but you know, he, he's a he's a a Batman that only performs with Robin, and you can actually reverse that and say Henry is the Batman. But um, you know, you guys know what I'm getting at here, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. This is the last year with them. We're gonna ride it out, and then uh, we got the future guys in the background waiting, and uh, the future's bright, in my opinion. So we'll see. Who, yeah. who 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 takes it next year? I think they're gonna. I think Jarrett would agree, just based off of pure, you know, uh, totem pole and who's been here longer. Uh, it's gonna be Malik's gonna get the shot first. He might get a shorter leash. Because he's already had some time in the NFL already, but I still think they're gonna throw him out there one last time. I don't know what you think, Chair, but no, I mean, as of now, Malik is the the backup, and he he seems to be the future. But Rand Carthon moved in here, and uh, it's it, it's his team along with Mike's team now, and you don't jump up into the second round very early at 34, 33, wherever we got him, and the GM making a statement that fast saying. This is my guy, Will Levis, and we have to give him a shot. But they're going to battle it out, those two young guys. I mean, it's it's a good problem for us to have. If Malik wins, have at it. If if Levis wins, have at it. Whoever whoever wins and whoever puts Ws in the win column for us, I, I can care less. So let let them battle it out to the, to the death, and and that's it. That's the best for the team. Respect, respect. Uh, and what I mean here's the here's the burning question. I mean, Derek here is twenty nine. Right, and I'm not. Who knows how this season will play out? But uh, what do you think? Is this the, is this the last ride? Um, is he is he about to become not necessarily AP bouncing back to back, but is he about to start getting the one year looks and get passed off to the next squad? What do you think? Uh, I think, in, in all honesty, I think he's a variable boy. Um, 
in my opinion, I think he stays because he wants that record, and Mike wants that record for him to uh, be the all-time leading rusher, uh, passing Eddie George. So I think they signed him to a two-year contract. They're not going to give him nearly as many looks because Tajay is clearly the future running back and the prototype running back of the NFL for us right now. So I think they're going to, I definitely going to sign him. You need a one-two punch. You know, Henry's not going to make the twelve like Sal thinks he's going to make the twelve to thirteen million dollars a year. I mean, he may be because he's advocating it for these young guys, but Henry should be twenty-nine years old. He's not. He's not going to get. He's not going to get that money. And he knows that he's a. He knows. We all know that he's a general generational back. So for him to be playing with one team for his whole career and possibly be a leading rusher, I think that's that's my heart of hearts. I mean, I love Henry. He's hanging on my wall. I, everyone's got his jersey. I love him. So I mean, I hope that's that's the case. Give him a two year deal. Yeah. Bottom line is though. I mean, it's all about the money for almost, almost all of them. You can and we have ninety four million next year. You can think and believe whatever you want. And as fans who honestly care more usually than the players do, but that's just life. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, they we want to believe that they're going to take less money and they're going to retire the, with their team. But if another team has a bigger bag, at the end of the day, money talks. And these guys, you know, weren't fans of this team before they showed up. So uh, I personally think, I said it on your couch, Jarrett, if Tajay Spears continues to uh, you know, perform the way he's performing, uh, you could very easily see at least Rabel and Carthon just having a discussion about possibly seeing what's, what they could get for him because yeah, he's they 30. absolutely wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. I, I know you wouldn't do it, but the bottom line <laughs> they, is they, 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 wouldn't, they wouldn't do it either. I, but, but the bottom line, again, and I love him just as much as you. I got as much stuff as, of his around me as you do. But what the bottom line is he's going to be 30. It's clear as day this team has still has a ton of holes, a ton of holes to fill. If we want to really take the next step, we still need offensive line help. You could argue we still need wide receiver help. Um, you know, it, it, it and, and you can't really invest – you know, 10 million plus in running backs. No elite teams do. No, you uh, won't with him. What? You won't him at all. And we, you won't with him at all next year because we have $94 million next year. I get year. it. No, I get so, it. I mean, we, we can hit the offensive line. We can hit running uh, – not running back, um, a wide receiver, and we can hit um, – Whatever else we need, you know, inside linebacker help. Even though uh, Doctor Gibby is is going to be, you guys are going to hear about Doctor Gibby on Sunday. So, Doctor Gibby, yeah, he he's a uh, he's a hell of a player right now. Undrafted free agent. And, okay, uh, I think he's the fifth rated uh, linebacker in the league by right now by PFF too. So, Shout I want to kick it to my to my boys up top uh, before we get out of here because we got to briefly touch on JT's presser. So I'll I'll let you guys talk about it real quick. Uh, Costa, what do you think about JT's presser? Oh man, I, it's iffy. Like he was really, I mean, Pat pretty much hit on the head in our little group chat earlier. He's being like a politician. He's avoiding a lot of things. It, it reminded me a lot of uh, Marshawn Lynch's interview when he was saying, you know, I'm only here so I don't get fined. But he was more like saying, I'm healthy. I'm ready to get back on the field. You know, like right. that positive stuff. But I mean, he avoided a lot of things. And like you said, he's here, but I don't think he's here, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Only time to tell. I mean, right now, still just. I think it's things are still touchy. Uh, it seems like they're still touchy. I think he's just. I think he is glad to be back on the football field. You know, that is his passion, regardless of where he plays. Um, but he did hit the nail on the head when he said, um, "You know, he's just ready to get back on the field and play football and see where things go from there." So we'll see what happens. That's what I took from it. Pat, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, he definitely has a a career in politicking if he wants it. 
because he <laughs> sidestepped every one of those questions. Every single one, bro. Um, you know, but it was good to see him smiling again. It was good to hear him talking about being back around uh, the the team, the on the back on the field, even though it was just a walkthrough. You know, uh, you saw the smile back in his face. So that that's a good sign. Now, where's yeah. it all going to go at the end of the year? Everybody's guess is as good as mine. Uh, me yeah. personally, I I don't see Ballard letting him go, uh, especially if he just comes out and uh, runs 200 yards on the Titans tomorrow or Sunday. <laughs> that would be fucking nuts, actually. But uh, <laughs> it'd be nuts. It'd be Get a first nuts. first running back to do that in 11 games. <laughs> don't, man, see, don't, don't, don't be, a, don't do that, man. Don't get past started. Up. But no, like I, I felt the same energy, man. Like I was like, like a lot of, a lot of our fan base, they were just happy to see him behind the mic and actually talking. But me, like I, I usually read between the lines and sometimes I overthink. But I'm like, bro, this is like the most scripted shit ever. Like you know, like I stick to I'm healthy, stick to I want to play. Like you can't even commit to the organization. You couldn't even commit to the fans. Super weird. Like it was like some cringy. Like they was like, well, well, what can you tell the fans that have supported you? He's like, well, you know, I've I've talked to some fans on the street. What the what kind of answer is that anyway? Fuck it. So it is what it is. Like 28 is back. So we'll just have these next 12 games or so, whatever we got left with him, and uh, hopefully have a great season because he'll get paid. If he has, <clears throat> if he comes out and gets 1,100 yards in 12 games or whatever we got left, he'll get paid. Um, and that's that's just the bottom line because running backs are hard to find, but that number now is super adjusted because we've talked about this. Every other running back that was in this condition has absolutely not performed or been hurt. Right, so the the guild that they built over the summer, Jacobs, Ch- uh, Chubb, Chubb was kind of in there, but more so Eckler, Saquon, hurt, 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 out for the season, n- not really performing. Even Jacobs, he's the only one that's really playing, and he's not having a great season. So I'm like, you dudes are advocating for fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million dollars and playing like, you know, shit, third stringers, <laughs> or not even playing. So yeah, I think that's going to be heavily adjusted, no matter what he does. Um, I agree, but- Paul. We'll yeah, I, I think Jonathan Taylor is probably on uh, footballreference.com and looking at his last five games against the Titans and saying to himself, mm, you know, maybe not this week. Is they the one? Wait for, maybe not this week. Uh, I'll wait to go to Jacksonville next week and start my start my season off there. You know? I don't want to start the season off averaging 0.15 yard carries, 0.15 yards carries. So that's my guy, man. I mess with Vinny, bro. <laughs> or Sal, I mean, Sal is wild, man. Like yeah, your Twitter be going nuts, like bro. That. I love your conundrums that you be having. Bro. You say Vinny. We got we got Vinny up there yet or no? No, nah, Vinny's halfway yeah. into a bottle of uh oh there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. Look at that. Look the at cool that shoot right down there. at the oh at a wedding wedding. Look at all that meat. Yeah, that, looks like a, that looks like a poster for bad credit right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this dude looks like he has a coke addiction. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What was that movie with um uh, with Leo? Uh when they were selling the, the, the bad shit about uh Bedford. What's what's the name of that Blood movie? Blood Diamond? No, not Blood Diamond, the one where they're where they're uh selling there on Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Is oh, Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked like he yeah, was part yeah, of yeah. the crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah no bad, bad stocks <laughs> make a lot of money and do quaaludes. Right. All right, man, let's do predictions, right? Yeah, yeah. So right, I'm, well, I'll you guys start are the visitors. Off. Yeah, I'll start off. I've been every time I've uh, predicted Tennessee to lose, they win. So I'm projecting Tennessee to lose. Uh <laughs> 
final score is going to be 23 to 10. Colts, right? Yeah, Colts. Richardson's going to have 462 yards passing with three touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's my prediction. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> well, that's Sal, 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 Sal is literally the mush of the podcast. So whatever it is, it's the opposite of what we go with. So I'm going to go with 27 to 23 in a tight game because it's always a division game and the Titans are victorious. I love you. I have a couple two and one weeks, Jared, and now I'm a fucking mush. That's funny. No, I, I mean, you just said. <laughs> no, this is funny, I'm though, because I'm the same. Like, every time I pick the Colts to win, we've lost. And these assholes up here be like, uh, you picking the other team. So, absolutely, I'm picking the we, we picked them. We picked them last week. Me and Sal picked them to, to lose against I'm, the Bengals. It's just we need consistent offense. And now I've seen it. Now I think we, we're going to – we're on that trajectory. trajectory. So see, I did say last week. Oh yeah, we should beat the Rams. We were look, we're looking better than them, and we lost. And we actually started playing like shit. So this week, the Titans beat us in a close game. Okay, I'm going back to that, boys. We lose to the Titans again, um, 28-24. Um, and Derek you can't reverse the reverse jinx there. Nice try, though. No nah, man, no. Nah. This is this is facts, man. I'm telling you, I'm I cannot pick a Colts win this year. So I'm definitely going with a loss. Hoping for the win. And put this out there, too, before they take their – like, we haven't won at home in, like, seven games. Like, That's real true. shit. Like, we're, like, 0-8 in our last eight yeah. home games. I think right? Phil Rivers had, like, three kids last time you guys went at home. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 all one. right, man, you can start with the jokes, all right, man? All right, he he uh, finally got his football <laughs> team. You might want to hit that bullshit again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Acosta, where you at on this one, man? Pick right now. I, I think the I'm going to go with the Colts. I still think it's going to be a close game. It always is. I think it's going to be 23-17 Colts. Defense is going to show a big force in the end. Oh, okay. Patrick? I, you know I'm going Colts 27-24. It ends in a field goal. Matt Gay, make his check. Matt. Matt Gay earning that money. All right, I'm with that. But, and, and, you know, we've always played each other extremely, extremely well. You know, it's always been – there's no I – I can't remember a blowout game. So, Sal, if you got those stats, throw them at me because just out of my – out of my le- recollection, I do not remember a blowout no. game from either side. You know, no. we've always – A lot of high played, scoring, though. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think this game's going to be high scoring, too, because – of the weaknesses that each team has. I, I I think our coaches are going to explore that. Yeah, well, we'll see, man, because, shit, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm really tired of this, and I know divisions go in waves, right? And it's such a weird division because everybody talked about we had the worst division, but everybody's deadlocked at two and two. But it's like, for years, you know, the Colts were like, okay, we got Titans, we ain't even thinking about it, right? That was Andrew Luck era. And now it's like every time we play the Titans, I get fucking hives. So <laughs> I don't know, you know, so this it has definitely flipped. Yeah, in our- literally, literally the last couple games has not been a blowout. Yeah, it's been close, last, man. I mean, last one was back in 2000. It was 45-26 us, then 25-16, 34-31, 24-17, and 19-10 the last couple games. So, yeah. It's it's a division game, man. Everybody knows each other. That's why I say, like, stay away from betting division games, no matter what. What? Stay away. That man said twenty-seven three. Who? Who the hell is Mans? He had a pumpkin up there. Guys, out of his mind. 
Yeah, that guy, Alex Mans. Is that one of y'all homies? Jesus. Uh, I don't well, know. But he's not he's not just to the Bengals, so <laughs> I agree. I, I agree with Alex. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm with it. Oh yeah. What? A bullshit. Okay. <laughs> there you go. A bullshit. All right, so this is you, man. You taking this home or what? Absolutely, absolutely. So I'll say, I'll say this uh, for both of us. We're all we're all playing for the same team at the end of the day for Sick Podcast. So make sure uh, Anvil Show as well as Talking Titans. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, comment. Uh, I already said that, but share the show with your friends. We can continue to grow each week, and uh, any help you guys give us would be great. So, with all that being said, we hope everyone enjoys the uh, game coming up this week. Uh, it's going to be the first of many division games, and we're very excited. We're going to probably be on a couple times or at least another time this year, and we'll be excited to do that together. And that's about absolutely. it. So, absolutely. So, I uh, hope everyone has a great night, great day, great week. Now, and what do you? what's your guys' slogan? Now, ours, this, obviously, I, I'll let – I'll, I'll click. Yeah, that, that's the dumbest damn slogan I've ever heard. What'd you say? I forgot. What? Uh, but anyways, any Titan fans out there that's coming to the game, you're welcome to come tailgate with the Anvil crew. We have to make Absolutely. our way down to Indianapolis one of these uh, one of these games. So the, so, yeah, the tailgate uh, is nuts. Bro. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Real shit. Yeah, it's the, all it's it, all funny games, but the tailgate's for real. No, the, 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 t- the tailgate okay. is something something to be. Uh, excited about absolutely we have a absolutely. lot of fun you guys are what for the shoe is that what you guys say that's what the that's what the organization the says buddy. we say yeah. bang I, that I, bitch because we hit the fucking anvil well, what, well i want to know though uh patrick you said uh tight enough he thinks the dumbest slogan out there yeah <laughs> it, it, it just reminds me of broke back mountain that's a lot that's a lot I mean, uh, if I recall correctly, your kicker's last name is Gay, not ours. But anyway, moving on. Uh, again, hope everyone has a great night. Okay, and, my uh, kicker can't do nothing about his, his damn name. That's the name he was born with. You guys came up with, ooh, tighten up. Ooh, tighten up, guys. Nobody was, nobody was doing any tightening up in Brokeback Mountain. But anyway. Hey, tighten up the mass cheeks, boys. It's ass clapping time. Oh. All right. On that note, we're definitely closing out. Sammy, get me the hell out of here now. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.